You are now listening to the Sons of Swanee Sportscast. Somebody say oh my and give them dog six. What's up, sons? Welcome in to another episode of the Sons of Swanee Sportscast on a dreary week around Live Oak, Florida. Hunter Abercrombie along the way with my man TJ Vickers. Vic, what up, dog? Man, I am officially a homeowner, my friend. Oh, that's right. The move. That's never officially a homeowner. You always have way more stuff than you think you have when you move, and it just never Yes. Ends. Yeah, it hurts. It was a pretty small apartment or not apartment like a house that we were renting from but man the amount of junk that just kept coming out of closets really surprised me yeah after about eight trips to the boys ranch about 12 loads to the dump we still were able to fill up a u-haul that's right and but now you're trailer you're decluttered for the moment everything's brand new nothing should go wrong Everything's nice and fresh. My Living wife's in a really dream. good cleaning mood. So, you know, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, You're not allowed to do anything, sit on anything, touch anything. Let's hope this continues for a little while, but we will see how long it actually lasts. Yeah, I'm gonna go with this not. But anyway, <laughs> good luck to you. Yeah, thank you. This week's episode of the Sons of Swanee Sportscast is brought to us by our friends at Ogles Roof Cleaning. Give Stephen and all the guys a call for all your roof cleaning needs. And speaking of Stephen Ogles, TJ, we didn't talk about this last week, but a couple weeks ago we put out the question. On the Facebook page, what is the best sports documentary mm-hmm. you have ever seen? And we forgot to talk about it last week. We did. And I thought about it right after we left. I was like, we never brought that up. And Ogles went heavy on the baseball. He did. Very uh, heavy. Yeah. And I've never seen, I don't think I've seen any of the ones he's talked about. So I'm going to have to go back and look. But he went with the Battered Bastards of Baseball. I've seen that one on Netflix, like advertised, haven't watched it. Screwball, haven't seen. Same thing with Screwball. I've seen yeah. that one. Uh, and the 30 for 30 for on Broke. I've seen that one, but I haven't seen it. Now, man, Matt Campbell came in with Inning by Inning, which is the documentary about Augie Garrido, and I have seen that one. Mm-hmm. Very high quality. I quote it sometimes. I don't know if today's athlete could play for Augie Garrido. Yeah. A little bit yeah. of yelling. Yeah. And he also bunted a lot. So, oh, God, the people now, the analytics Definitely guys, would it. not be a fan. Definitely but that is do that. that is a really good one. And so... Not to spend too much time on it, TJ, but what was yours? So I'll go with you first. I've got three. I'm going to count it down from three. three to one. Okay, well, I guess I should say from the beginning, I'm not really a big documentary guy, especially like with sports documentaries. I just kind of, I well, feel like there's stupid. I feel like there's, there's an angle in one way or another. Of course, during the pandemic, there's absolutely nothing to watch, so I watched The Last Dance. I don't view it as a documentary. That was just a parade of Michael Jordan, which, okay, <laughs> whatever. Who really cares about that? I, I did enjoy the HBO one that they did on Tiger. That I would okay. say that one really stuck out with me because you really didn't know too much about Tiger until you heard about the first accident and you know the affairs came on and just really a lot of information came pouring in after that. So that was really our first glimpse into a really structured, well, public relation-wise, kept secret of Tiger Woods mm-hmm. as the whole brand image of Nike Golf and carrying it by himself basically back then. And I think the documentary just did really good kind of breaking some stuff down, had some good interviews. Tiger really wasn't involved in it at all, where Michael Jordan totally produced The Last Dance, which is where I think it was more just a parade of celebrating him, more so than actually getting into some gambling things or some 
conspiracy theories that maybe that's yeah. why he stepped away from the league for a little while. But Tiger, they really revealed a lot of things about it, and I enjoyed that. And it's it's not a documentary; it's made more for television. But I absolutely love watching Last Chance You. Yeah. Whether it's the football or the basketball, well, it's kind one. of like a I, documentary. I, I prefer type. yeah, I prefer the football ones more so than basketball, just because I'd rather watch football compared to basketball. But both of them, or any of them that you've watched. I've really enjoyed and actually the last one with with basketball was pretty interesting because it was right when the pandemic shut down that was when we were wondering is march madness going to have fans or no fans and all of a sudden it was just boom no fans at all now this follows a community college out in california so of course it's not talking about march madness but nonetheless they're the number one team in their area and they've never been able to win the tournament itself so that was kind of like their one hump that they had to get over and that was a really good team that they had that year that they were following them and they get on the bus and then the coach receives a phone call that the tournament has been canceled. So I kind of enjoyed that last season just watching that. But Last Chance You, I would say, is what really I watched more than anything else, even though I wouldn't necessarily call it a documentary. But the Tiger one, really enjoyed that. Okay. I've not seen – I've not seen – I've seen the Last Chance You with uh, Coach Jason Bryan, Independence yeah. Community yeah. College. Now, did you watch the first year or the second year? Uh, the first year, I think. Where, where it went good for them, not the second year where they basically no, lost every game. I watched the one where they had uh, the guy that was at Florida State. Malik Henry. The, Malik Henry. Yeah. I watched that so one. He, he, so he's in both seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Spoiler alert. Well, maybe I did watch both seasons. I don't remember. Anyway, he was there. I last last chance you, there, there's, there's, there's a staple of there has to be a Florida State quarterback. That's right. Because it has John uh, John Franklin Johnson. III, DeAndre Johnson, yeah. and, and then they have Malik Henry. Yeah, well, now they can have Jarvis Brownlee, but he's a cornerback. But still, anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, okay, so my three. So I've watched a lot of the 30 for 30s, mm-hmm. but, okay, so there's two 30 for 30s that I really liked, and then the one, the all-timer for me, is an HBO one. So the first one is Fantastic Lies, which is the documentary about the Duke lacrosse, okay. which was yeah. just an absolute... Yeah crap show by the Durham Police Department. Just yeah. lazy. And I know you think like old Duke lacrosse players, like they're entitled, spoiled, blah, blah, blah. You can think that, but these guys were totally innocent and got just dragged. And um, speaking of that, I wonder if they've ever gotten an apology from, you know, some people that, uh, anyway, long Moving story short. <laughs> Number two is the 85 Bears. That one is great. If you've never seen that one, you should go watch it. And the, the end of it is really, man, tugs at the old heartstrings. Because Buddy Ryan, who was the defensive coordinator of that team, wrote a letter to his players, it, it'll get you. But number one, the greatest documentary of all time, in my opinion, is Magic and Bird, A Courtship of Rivals from HBO. That one is awesome. And if you ever want to teach your kid like what competing looks like and what getting mm-hmm. after it looks like, you go watch that and listen to like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird talk. And just the way they talk about how they played and, you know, the rivalry and things. Larry Bird gave zero craps. Like, he didn't talk for a long time because they played in the, against each other in the NCAA title game. And they played, you know, I think before that, um, there was something. But anyway, like, Magic thought him and Larry were, like, going to be friends and Larry Bird was not having it mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's just, man, it was great. So if you haven't seen it, I'd encourage you to go see that one. And, um, yeah, we'll hit another question next week. You know, I, I'm a little too young to have seen Larry Bird play, but I've really enjoyed stories about how like Larry Bird would talk yeah. crap. Oh, yeah. Where he would literally tell you what he's going to do. And then do it. And then he would just go, in your eye. Like, yeah. As the ball's like midair. Yeah. You know, like not even in the bucket yet. He's like, in your eye. Just turn around and walks away. Yeah. It was crazy. Like hearing the stories he told, there was somebody like when he got drafted, it was his first practice, and there was two guys that were really giving him a hard time. 
And in the documentary, he's talking about it, and Larry's like, Larry said, yeah, they give me a hard time. Those two didn't make it through the first practice. They got cut, so next. He was like, basically, like, next. <laughs> so, now, yeah. kind of bringing it like with Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, going back to the last dance, I would say that was one of my favorite parts of the last dance mm-hmm. where they talk about that the dream team that they had, yeah. the Barcelona team. And that's a good the documentary. Practices, the practices, yeah. that part of the documentary where it was getting other people involved and talking about the the experiences that they had with Jordan mm-hmm. and they had to like cut the practice short because it was just getting so, getting so physical heated. and violent and, and heated and at the end of it Jordan's like there's a new sheriff in town and yeah. Magic and Larry just kind of look at each other like yeah, he ain't right. wrong about that <laughs> yeah. yeah he ain't wrong there's a documentary on the Dream Team that's really good and another one that's really good is the one on the um, the women's soccer team you know the one the Brandy Chastain yes. team that won yes. the World Cup that, that'll be a, that yeah, was a that good would one be too. A good one. so anyway a lot to choose from but um those are our top ones so if you got another one hit us up. We'll discuss, we'll critique, and see if you're right. Yeah. It's probably not. Anyways, moving on. In Swanee news, um, baseball, softball's been at it recently. Um, flag football still going strong. Got another win. They did lose their first game to Crystal River, uh, but got another win over Jefferson County, so that, that train keeps rolling. And um, what do you want to start with, TJ? You want to go baseball or softball to start today? Let's go with softball to start the Ladies off. first, very yeah, good la- call. Ladies first. Chivalrous. Yeah. yeah, that was nice of us. What? That was. However, it was not nice what Florida High did to them most recently. Well, and you know, when we talked about the last game of Florida High, it was a really good one and went 11 innings, and this one kind of went the opposite direction. Totally Got away direction. early and yeah. stayed away. Yeah, final score ended up being 10-0. They faced them this past Tuesday, uh, actually at Tallahassee, at Florida High, and like we just said, final score was 10-0. But, you know, we kind of talked about getting some redemption on some teams. The last time we spoke, we talked about how earlier this month they had lost on the road to Gainesville High, Three to one, they did get a chance to face them back at home and came out with a two to one victory. I saw that, so I'm sure that felt good to kind yeah. of redeem them from that. Unfortunately, the Florida High game did not go in their favor, so Florida High gets the two game sweep versus the Bulldogs. But they were supposed to be playing tonight. We're recording on Thursday the 24th. However, if you are anywhere near Swanee County or anywhere in just Northwest Florida, you know <laughs> it has not been the the most best time to be outside for outside right. activities. So they, that game versus Hamilton County has been canceled. So their next upcoming game will be on the road versus Godby. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And Godby, a team that we've already drummed one time, so you're feeling pretty good about that. And then go to yep. Trenton afterwards. And so, you know, last year the ladies started off, I think it was 0-8 or something like that. Yeah, had so a sitting, tough time finding their feet. Sitting 3-6 uh, yep. and six so far, but again, a lot of close games. The losses have been close outside of the, the one here recently to um, Florida High. And so... Hopefully, Coach Mixon and the girls keep that train rolling a little bit. The, the schedule coming up is manageable. And so, um, you know, hopefully they get on a little run here and we'll see what happens. Yeah, like you said, Hunter, the schedule kind of lightens up. And you look at that four-game losing streak that they had, those are pretty good quality teams with Florida High and Gainesville High. We already talked about them. And sandwiched in between those two losses were Lafayette and Bradford. But 2-0, those were the scores of those games. So a couple different bounces go your way, and that scoreboard could look a little bit different. But a 15-0 win versus Godby, 2-1 victory versus Gainesville High, like we just talked about. Unfortunately, Florida High got the best from 10-0. But it is a little bit more manageable schedule. you got a team coming up in Godby that we've already beaten 15-0. And we've got, let's see, we got Madison County coming up. We've already faced them. Or no, we haven't. We didn't face them yet, did we? Nope. So you do have a little bit more manageable schedule, at least some teams that you're kind of familiar with, and let's see if they can kind of get closer to 500 here next week. Absolutely. So good luck to Coach Mixon and the girls, and we'll keep you guys updated. And moving over to the baseball side of things, so, you know, we talked last week at when, when we talked, um, 
they were getting ready to play Union County that night, and so the baseball team still battling some injuries and different things, but come out with a uh, six to five victory, a walk off victory over Union County. They had back to back walk off victories. The yep. really the big win was the one over Mosley, and that was last Friday night. And um, Matthew Gill came out had a really good start, and you know they were what had happened. Swanee and they were tied three to three, and then I think it was in the top of the seventh. Mosley scored three to go ahead, and you felt like this is a team that's the defending state champions. They're going to close this out. Swanee battles. I think they got hit four times in a row, hit by pitches, which is I don't know that I've ever seen Sorry that. To do. And um, in any event, Swanee's able to tie it up in the bottom of the seventh, and then give up a run in the top of the eighth in extra innings. So again, Mosley has a chance to close it out. And um, come out in the bottom half, and Camden Friars able to hit a two-run walk-off home run to lead the dogs to a victory, eight to seven. And so that was a huge win, and um, one that you would think would give them a lot of confidence. It should. And so you're seeing a little bit there, you know, the the ability to battle back, the ability to overcome some adversity, which are things you want to see. And that same thing happened on Monday night. Uh, Holmes County came in. That's Coach Justin Bruce's alma mater. So yep. sure, he was looking forward to getting, hoping to get a victory over them, and the dogs were able to. Um, again, a little bit of a back-and-forth game, but Swanee was able to score four times in the sixth inning and um, come out with a 10-6 victory. And uh, so three, you were looking at four wins in a row um, following that West Nassau debacle and feeling pretty good about life, but then Tuesday night uh, Valdosta came to town and kind of pulled the rug out from under you and got a run rule victory 15-2. to two. And from listening on the radio, just sounded like we weren't real competitive on the mound yeah. um, or kind of overall. And so... That updates you on kind of where we're at as far as the scores go. But, you know, looking at it, TJ, um, you know, Josh Fernald's been on the shelf with some arm issues here recently, so you haven't had him to throw, which, you know, you feel like he would have thrown a couple of these games. So that this week, Holmes County, that was a game uh, that I think Tyson Robinson started and had a, a good start, not a great start, but was able to battle through and um, get a victory, Ethan Layton. Ethan's thrown a lot here the last couple of weeks with some guys going down has thrown some big innings for the dogs, and he was able to close that one out. But against Valdosta, um, like I said, just you threw four guys at him and nothing seemed to work. Too many walks, you know, not really competitive in that game like we talked about. And so that's the result. And, and you don't want to have those, but they do happen. But it is – I think it's important for some of these other guys besides Josh Fernald, Matthew Gill, and, and now even Tyson Robinson to get some experience and get some innings because you're going to need those guys. And um, you want to see him have success. So I'm, my hope is the dogs play tomorrow night at Baker County. I'm sure Matthew Gill will get the start in that game. He's kind of his turn in the rotation. But I'm sure Coach Bruce would like to run some of those guys right back out there and yeah. um, try to get try to th- get them to throw up some zeros, hopefully, and um, you know gain get some more confidence coming back. Yeah, because baseball more so than any other sport, especially at the high school level, it's it's a mind game. It's it's, a, it's as much as mentality and what what you can keep focused on as much as it is physical so kind of like you said you, you want those guys to get back out there and build their confidence back up it's kind of like in football where if someone drops a pass or something you give them the ball right away or the running back fumbles it or something you give them the ball right away to you know show your confidence in them and kind of get them back in the game and get them their mind off of the mistake they most recently made so to get some of those guys back out there on the hill just to get some guys back out there on the field and just have a little bit more of a competitive game. I think Baker County's five and five on the year, so we'll see exactly how that works out. Because you got another big week coming up the following week, Hunter. We got Leon, Childs, and Stan the following week with two of them being home Tuesday night versus Leon, Friday night versus Stanton. And then the following week we have a home game 
versus Columbia. So you got a pretty tough schedule coming up here. Yeah. You need these boys getting their minds right, make sure they're as confident as can be, and in the right headspace. So let's hopefully Coach Bruce will get them out there, get some confidence back in them, and just get them back to where they need to be. Yeah, you need to line up your pitching for sure. I mean, Leon, um, you just never know. I know they're going to be well coached. Mm -hmm. Coach Robbie Zimmerman, I played for him in the summer. He does a really good job, and um, he'll have them ready. Childs is always a quality program. So that's one that you'd really love to get is to go over there to Tallahassee, and, and if you could come away with a win, that'd be big. Stanton, kind of the same thing. You just never know. They sometimes have some guys. Um, really good soccer program. You never know about baseball. Yep. And yeah. then the big one coming up with Columbia. So I think the thing is you want to have your pitching lined up for the Childs and Columbia games for sure, which those are six days apart. So, you know, if you throw Gilly on Friday, depending on Fernald's availability, you're probably looking at, at, at one of those two against Childs and probably against Columbia. Um, Gil started against them last time. So what does that play into thinking-wise for Coach Bruce? Do we try to throw another arm at him? Just kind of wait and see. But the bigger concern to me are – not a, I shouldn't say concern. We scored a decent amount of runs. I really want to see us stack some some good innings together and some mm -hmm. quality at bats together. And um, like I said, it's hard to argue. You know, you scored ten against Holmes County. You scored eight against Mosley. But it's more more of you know walks, hit by pitches, things like that. I really want to see us stack some quality at bats together and um, and drive the baseball a little bit. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if you're you know again you you really haven't had your full complement together a ton this year it's kind of been in and out of the lineup different guys with different injuries and concussions and things like that so really getting that core group some games together and give them a chance to gel I think it's going to be important as we go forward and the schedule certainly a tough one I mean coach Bruce put together a tough schedule yep. this year and so gonna have to um you know just keep showing up keep working and keep I think just mixing and matching until you find what what you really like yeah and kind of picking up right there where you left off mixing and matching and finding what you like. I guess maybe it's a little bit nitpicking, but come postseason time, this is going to be the most important thing. It's closing out games. Yeah. We've seen some games early in the season, even last year as well, where you have a lead, but you kind of give up a couple runs where they tie it back up and you, and you have to re-win the ball game. And that's one of the things that coaches cannot stand to do. It's like, don't make us win a game twice. Right. And unfortunately, the, some of the later innings here. Now, we've also done a good job. I mean, you lamented what we did versus Mosley and the quality opponent that they are, how we basically came back twice against them and still came out with a victory after giving up the lead. And you really don't want to keep consistently having to rely on that over the course of a season. So if, if it, there is a criticism to go on the hill, I would say who potentially closes down games. Because I don't think we've really – we really haven't had much of a problem starting games. Mm -hmm. It's getting those last six out, getting those last nine outs. Who was that going to be? Who was that guy that you can turn to in pressure pack moments to know I'm going to throw up some zeros, and as long as we got the lead, we're going to get out of here with the win. Yeah. So I, I do think it's a little bit nitpicking because, again, you're sitting at 7-3 and three with a, a very tough schedule so far this season. So, you know, to be sitting at you know, 700 right now, that that's not bad at all. Yeah. But the schedule gets no easier coming up, and hopefully, like you said, we can get the pieces gelled together, get everyone healthy, and truly figure out what roles best serve these individuals. Yeah, I think, you know, you're going to – I'd like to see us play with the lineup a little bit because you want to get as much length out of the lineup as you can. And mm -hmm. so the top of the lineup has to be able to find a way on base more times than not. I think that just sets the table. And so 
you know, right now if you're looking at it, I mean, Matthew Gill's having an outstanding season. I mean, he's hitting above 500 right now. His on-base percentage – I mean, if you're hitting above 500, obviously your on-base percentage <laughs> yeah, is pretty good on-base percentage, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he's OPSing at, at 1.35. I mean, it's just – he's just really doing well. Peyton Waters is driving the baseball. Um, you know, I think – I think we're learning a lot of the key to, to making this offense go is if Palmer and Fryer are going to be at the top is, is finding ways to get them on base. And so, you know, you look at them batting average-wise, their batting averages are fine. They're right there around 280, 300. You know, that's all good. But our on-base percentages are 308 and 395. And not that, mm-hmm. that that's, that's bad, but, I mean, at the high school level, you definitely want to see them up there around the 400 – 450, 500 range for that top of the order. So do we do some play and some mixing and matching where maybe one of them's lead off and one of them's the nine where you flip that order or where one maybe hits in the middle of the order? There's so much speed and they bring so much. I feel like if they find a way on base, you're scoring runs mm-hmm. more times than not. But again, we've talked about the speed and how well they run up and down the lineup. I just think maybe this is a good time to do some mixing and matching to see if you can – Sure. Find some roles, you know sure. what I'm saying. Not that it's it's not been bad. I don't want it's not been bad. It's been fine, but again, stepping on people's throats, getting out the leads, not having to go to extra innings, not having to have walk offs and battle and fight through adversity. Yeah. Let's just blow some teams out. Yeah, Let's just come absolutely. win a game in the first, you yeah. know. And so I think this is a good time to do that and give it a shot and see what happens. But we'll see what the coaches decide. That's why they get paid the big bucks. Yeah, and by big bucks, you know, you mean ten cent an hour. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So. No, and and it's nice to to have that luxury, right? Instead mm-hmm. of saying, "Hey, we got nine field players, and we got a couple pitchers that we have to rotate and put put them wherever they can in the field whenever they're not on the mound," you do have a pretty deep group. We've talked about that a couple episodes here yeah. with us, and that's a nice problem to have. But then, kind of, it's like, okay, well, where should these people fit? How will this work? Yeah. So that is something that Coach Bruce has to. Find out he's paid the big bucks, as you just said, Hunter. <laughs> so it is his problem to figure out, and we will just talk about it whenever That's right. whenever he's done. <laughs> That's right. So, like I said, moving forward, got some games coming up, some uh, Tuesday night there at home, right, TJ? And then yes. Stanton Prep, where's that? Is that on the road or is that at home? That Stanton Prep is home on Friday. On next There's Friday. a road so two, game in yep, between there. Two yep. games at home next week, and then you got Lake City at home on April the 5th. So yep. certainly encourage everyone to come out for that. And um, like we said, we'd uh, – Flag football now at four and one, I believe it is. Yep, TJ, four is that and right? one. Yes. four and one. So they keep rocking on. What's their schedule look like coming up? They have. Let's see. We got Fleming Island coming to town. That'll be a tough this this Friday night at eight p.m. Fleming Island, according to Max Preps, that might not be right, but it says they're zero and zero on the year. Kind of late in the season to kind of not have a ball game so far, but nonetheless, the Lady Dogs are four and one on the season. Fleming Island coming to town this Friday. And then next week have Madison County for sure on Tuesday. That is a road game. And then from there, it shows that there's some TBAs coming up. But then the following week, they have a home game versus Wakulla. But 4-1, and one, most recently they had an away match versus Crystal River. Dropped that one 12-6 to bring their record to 3-1 and one at that point in time. Their first loss on the season. But a nice big bounce back win this past Monday on the road versus Jefferson County, 45-0. to zero. Yeah, I saw that we just blew out Jefferson County, so good job. Good way to respond. I like you it. Know, you, you had some early time, early season success, probably feeling pretty good, sitting 3-0, lose a tough, close battle versus Crystal River on the road. And, you know, as an athlete yourself, Hunter, the, the last thing you want to do is just sit around and think about that last loss. You Absolutely. want to get back out there and make a difference. So that last loss was Thursday the 17th, had a chance to come back out Monday on the road, 
get a big 45-0 win, and closing out this week with a big home game, like you said, versus Fleming Island. Yep, and so that's when is that one? That's this Friday with a Friday 8 o'clock start time. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. And so last week our interview was with Coach Dan Marcy. They were getting ready to host the, um, the Bulldog Invitational there at Swanee High School. And um, good news, it went very well for the dogs. And so um, Swanee was able to win both the snatch and the traditional competition. I'm trying to find in my notes, TJ, exactly what the scores were because I want to make sure that we give everybody their just due. But um, at that meet, as we had said, and Coach Marcy alluded to in his interview, they honored uh, Coach Tom Cheek, who had started, I should say, owned a gym here in town. And yeah. I don't know if he started the weightlifting program, but was the weightlifting coach right before Coach Marcy came in and um, did a good job with that. They were able to to honor his family, which is always nice to see. And um, here it is. I got it right here. So 11 teams total showed up. Um, Swanee won the snatch event with 81 points. Runner-up Leesburg finished 39. And then in the traditional event, Swanee won with 47 points. They edged out the Baker County Wildcats, who had 39 points. And so um, what was really exciting, I thought, though, were, you know, a lot of the guys we talked to Coach Marcy, and you kind of assume that, most of the time weightlifting is just football players. You know, yeah. the football players yeah. come in and they do weightlifting. But like Coach Marcy had said, he had he's had some kids who just fell in love with weightlifting through taking his class over there at the high school. And um, some of those kids really showed out. Uh, Yael and um, Yahir Hernandez, two brothers, both lifting at 154 pounds. Um, Yael won the, the event and his brother finished – second and that was because they tied they lifted yeah. the same amount of weight just yale weighed 0.4 pounds less than his brother so good for him uh sam wainwright came out with a win in the uh, 169 class with a 210 pound lift and he totaled 570 in the traditional he beat his twin brother so we got a little theme going here yeah. with the twins beating the twins um man i wonder how that that works around the dinner table like if you you know you're sitting there at home who like, gets hey, the you know Hey, go, go through the line first, yeah, maybe like, kind of hey, thing. Yeah. Let's just go. Let's go see who had more weight. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So good for him. But he, um, Will Wainwright, finished second there with uh, 545 pounds, and he also finished third in the snatch. And so Garrison Beach, man, we talked about Garrison several times. I don't know if we've given Garrison his just due though, man. What an all-around athlete. For this sure. dude just football and track and weightlifting. But he uh, won the snatch with a 200-pound lift in the 183 division, and. Um, Took home the title in traditional as well with a tiebreaker with a guy from Columbia. Never a bad time to beat them. Yep. And um, they both lifted 565 pounds, but Garrison weighed 0.2 pounds less. That's all that matters, baby. Awesome. Uh, Ricardo Garcia, he was a winner in the snatch at 129 pounds. Brandon Robinson at 199 in the snatch. And Austin Smith at two in the 219 weight class in the snatch, he lifted 225. And... Um, some others that earned points for us were Randy Garcia, Quavy Owens, Taylor Johns, Jacob Dyer, Andrew Brown, Justice Leggett, and Malik Lewis. That was all in the snatch. And in the traditional, as we said, Ricardo, he placed third. And um, Quavy Owens, Yair, and Austin Smith also finished third in the traditional. Robinson, Brandon Robinson finished fourth, and Andrew Brown was fifth. And so, again, a great meet for everybody, for the dogs. They come out on top in both and a lot of individual champs, so good for them. And we'll continue to keep you updated on their schedule as they move towards the postseason. But like Coach Marcy said, man, this is a deep team, and I sure. think they got a chance to make a run just like the girls. Sure. Yeah, you, you hear all those names there, just the competition that we have within the program. Yeah. You know, that that's great. 
and I just feel bad that I wasn't a part of the interview because I really wanted to ask who was his plug for shoes. I should have asked you oh, to talk man. to him about that because I've talked about it before. He has a Marcy's, strong shoe Marcy's got some serious heat on his feet. Oh. And as someone who, you know, starts at your ankles and goes up from there to survey a person, that uh, that's a big deal, man. So I, I want to know who his shoe plug is. I got that, you. That should have been a question that you should have led with that. But, again, that's on me because I couldn't be a part of the interview. And I didn't think to text you and say, hey, make sure you talk about Marcy's shoe game. So that's how you judge people is by their... Feet. I mean, I'm, I'm, come on, feet man. up. You know, I, I, I include that in my not the overall content of synopsis. their character. I mean, come on, overall Good synopsis. Lord. Very it shallow. Starts, it starts. You know, I'll give someone the benefit of the doubt if, if they have nice shoes. Sounds a little shallow, TJ. It is. Speaking of, hey, did you see yesterday? I mean, sad news, but this just off the top of my head. Did you see yesterday? You said some heat on the feet, and that made me think of there was a wreck yesterday. Yes. And the, they caught fire out our way, but yeah. did you see what, what kind of truck wrecked? Uh, I heard it was a bread truck. No, Is wrong. That... <laughs> wrong. <laughs> That's what I heard. It was carrying some spirits. It was uh, carrying some liqueurs. That man will catch on fire. That will. Bad. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Luckily, everyone was okay. Everyone yeah. walked away from what I've heard. It yeah. was, but, you know, I just said it was a bread truck, and it was not a bread truck, so maybe don't take my word on things. But as far as, far as what I heard, everyone's okay and walked away just fine. A lot of people were without power. Just a lot say, of people were without internet. I'll just say, thank God some former coaches weren't around when the, the liquor truck the crashed. Were, uh, yeah. They weren't in the vicinity. To, there I were mean, some live power lines, too, so it would have been a... Quite an electric atmosphere. Yeah, could have been taking a risk to get in there and... Get some free stuff. You got to risk it for the biscuit, baby. I guess so. I guess so. But yeah, that just, I don't know why that hit me when you said that, but it did. <laughs> In any event, moving on. Um, so, I don't know if you've seen this or not, TJ. I'm sure you have because you run the bracket, but one person sitting here is ahead of the other. In the current yes. bracket challenge. Yes, that's how most things work. That's not leading. Not, not leading. leading, no. But I will say... Based You're doing on, significantly better than me. Based on my research, well, not my research, but by the ESPN research, I do have a chance to win this thing. If, yep. You know, if people take care of business like they should for me. Yeah, and I'm looking up and down the row, and there's only... You picked Arizona to win it all. There's only one other person that has picked Arizona to win, and they are currently in last place. My my best man, Joe McMillan. And you know what's funny? Let's look at the... Again, we're doing an audio medium, and I'm telling people to look at something. But first place, Clay Tomlinson. Last place, Joe McMillan. Both my best men at my wedding. Like, man. And, and if you ask me who... If you told me, hey... Clay and Joe, one's in first, one's in last. I would have bet my brand new, very nice house that Joe McMillan was in first and Clay was in last. Well, I would be homeless currently because Clay Tomlinson, of all people, sitting in the 91st percentile with his bracket, has Gonzaga winning it all, but we'll see how that goes. And then my poor friend Joe in the lonely 19th percentile. Has, Has Tomlinson recovered from the alumni game? I... Think so. He was I saw him last night. And okay. he, he was moving around pretty good. He talked to me about what happened. Oh man! And I was like, "That's rough. That's kind of bad, buddy." Yeah. Rough. Breaking yeah. up, breaking up a double play in a an old timers game. That's, yeah. That's not well, something you do very often. But well, our team got the victory. I will say got that. Got the dub. You know, and that's all that matters. Yeah. It was important. He almost was life flooded out, but you know he got the dub. You know. <laughs> It is what it is. Yeah. You, you know, as a as a as a father in the very near future, which Clay will be. You're putting your life on the line to break up a double play. That That's priorities for Listen, sure. Listen, man, I'm going to be honest. If if A.J. Hitt wins this thing again, we're going to have some issues. He's sitting pretty, man. He's he's tied He's tied for second. He's not too far. He's not too far behind Clay. 
He's yeah. got a lot of potential points left over, but we'll see how it goes. And for any of you who are listening right now and haven't got in on the bracket, just search for Sons of Swanee on the ESPN Tournament Challenge page and go ahead and just join our group. No, don't join our group now. No. I mean, yeah, if why not? you're beating me, I don't want you in there. Okay. Well, I mean, Hunter if, wants to stay. At fit. this point, I feel like if somebody's going to join the group, it's, it's because, because they're, they're doing feeling good. pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if I want it. So maybe don't join our group. That's right. But just follow us on Twitter and Facebook. How about that? There you go. Don't don't join our tournament challenge group. Just follow us on Facebook. Follow us on. Do Twitter. whatever you want. There's no prize for it. Just yeah, do whatever. Yeah. So moving on to um, the collegiate ranks, both yep. the Knowles and Gators had pretty good weekends last weekend. Won two out of three each. Yep. Um, oh, Bo Bonds and Kyle Gamble went head to head in Swanee news. Nice. Gamble's Trojans of Troy came out on top of the Raging Cajuns, but both threw pretty well. Good. Good outings for both, so good yeah, for them. Yeah, up until, what was it, last week? I'm not sure where it currently is at now, but Bo Bonds was leading the team in strikeouts. Oh, yeah, he's striking out everybody. Yeah. He's striking out everybody. But he's coming in and just mowing people down. That's right. And if you're listening, Landon, we're going to limit the walks, and then we're really going to be on easy street. Cause That's right. The, stu- the stuff is definitely played. He is, <laughs> his strikeout per nine is up there, so he's doing a good job. And also doing a good job, Jackson Green. The Knowles win two out of three from uh, NC State after a 17-inning affair on yeah. Sunday. Man, that's a long day. A doubleheader, and one of them goes 17, 17. innings. That's yeah. like, what, 26 innings of baseball. Ooh. That's a bunch. Carry the two. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of baseball that day. Well, he had a bomb, too. For, against Wake Forest? Wake Forest, yeah. yeah, man. Sure did. I'm Having not sure a good if that one's even landed yet. But <laughs> we talked about you know, Florida and Florida State and their own individual last weekend. Next Tuesday, Hunter. Yes, right. They're finally facing off for Man, what should be the second oh time, but now it's actually the first time. Their Jacksonville meetup will be next Tuesday with a six o'clock first pitch. So I we've believe. got we've got Florida State, Florida, and Swanee, Columbia the same night. Man, Ooh. that's tough. Decisions are going to have to and be it's made. It's home, yeah. It's home for for baseball for Swanee baseball. Yeah, I'm so that, I'm that's, going to that. That that's a tough one. But if you do go out, you know, of course, support your dogs. But if you, a got a ES, if you got an ESPN membership and you got a DirecTV or whatever yeah, your cable you subscription is, go on your Watch ESPN app, stream a little baseball right there. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Speak- like a cellular device. So, yeah, we got a. Uh, Florida invites LSU to town this weekend. Those corn dog loving Bayou Bengals from Louisiana mm-hmm. will be in town and should be a fun and hated matchup. And then we play Florida State. So, right. it really is like. You talk about schools that I just... Oh, no. So it's next Tuesday? It's this the, coming yep. up Tuesday yep. they play? Yep. This up oh, then we'll be fine then. They don't no, play that's Swanee. Right. April 5th. Yeah, April 5th yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Columbia. You're right. My bad. Right. I just was running with what you had and not thinking of it. But, yeah, you're right. It's this upcoming Tuesday, the 29th. Oh, man. We're money. Yeah. We're great. All right. Good stuff. So so we got that coming up on Tuesday, the 29th, after we face LSU at home. I tell you what, man. Your boy, Judd Fabian, is kind of proving the doubters wrong. Yeah, whatever. Got got more walks than strikeouts this year, hitting over 300, leads okay. the SEC in home runs. Okay. So, good for so him. far, pretty good season, yeah, good, man. Good for I think, I think maybe he listens to Sons of Swanee and mm-hmm. really didn't like the way Hunter Abercrombie talked about him. No, he strikes out way too much for my liking. Yeah. But well, so does last year. Florida State. So. Uh, that was that was old news, buddy. He's still leading it. He's not leading the team. I looked the other day. His brother's leading the team in strikeouts. He's second. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking about a true freshman playing third base. Yeah, hey, man. So, I More mean, power good to for you. him. Yeah, I'm sitting here talking about him. So they're 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 winning in this scenario. Yeah, so. it's okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, how you feel about your Gators basketball hire? Yeah, is it got golden? A, got a new whole, got a new head coach. I hope it's golden. Thirty six years old. Kind of feels like Mike White 2.0 from a smaller school, even a smaller school than Louisiana Tech. Let's be honest, because Mike White we hired from Louisiana Tech. This guy comes from University of San Francisco. Another young guy that 
kind of again feels a lot like the Mike White hire, but he's real big into analytics, so we'll see how that goes. I'm not going to judge this guy definitely next year because I just feel like this roster is just going to be totally depleted. Hmm. I, I really don't know what this roster is going to look like next year. The one saving grace, and he mentioned it even in his initial press conference, what does Colin Castleton decide to do with his COVID year? Mm-hmm. Because outside of keeping Kowasi Reeves from entering the transfer portal, that's really the only other guy that's worth keeping around. Did in that my, guy enter the portal? The no, Reeves not guy? yet. Oh. Not yet. Uh, but he was a true freshman, five-star kid that – came to play for Mike White. Obviously, that is not the case anymore, and I believe he's actually from Georgia. So you come to play for Mike White, you leave your home state, and Mike White now is the head coach of the biggest university in your home state. We'll be interested to see if Koisi Reeves follows him. There was a five-star kid that we have for this upcoming year that's already decommitted from the class. And it's just, man, it's hard to get a bunch of a good group of kids for, for college basketball as it far is. as recruiting. And so we'll see how he ends up doing with that. But I really don't know too much about him. If you saw the tournament this year, San Francisco kind of made a little bit of noise. Yeah. But they, they fell flat and lost in the, the first weekend. But it'll be fun to see what he can potentially do with the resources that University of Florida provides as far as what he did at San Francisco. Obviously, he'll have a lot more at his, at his uh, display, at his leisure to do what he wants to do. So we'll see how that hire turns out. I guess we don't know if they ever actually call Billy Donovan like I said they should do. But, <laughs> but never never was that going to happen. So we'll see how this ends up going. But like I said, this upcoming year, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because I'm just not sure what this roster is going to look like. I do expect us to be heavy in a transfer portal again just because, I mean, where else are you going to get quality guys potentially? Yeah. So we'll see if it, there's anybody that follows him from San Francisco potentially. But we'll just see. I don't really know what to think about it. They lost in the NIT, kind of fell flat there at the end versus Xavier. And we'll just see what happens next year. But that's that's not really my concern. I'm much more excited about Billy Napier and what he's going to do with his first year more so than what Golden Todd, Todd Golden will do in his first year with Florida basketball. I hear you, buddy. I hear you. You know what I'm most interested in? What's that? The world's game. The, the most beautiful game. game, soccer, oh, God. football, Mexico is versus the, United States tonight. Is it the World Cup? It is basically the World Cup. It's not. It is qualifying for the World Cup. If you lose tonight, you're not in a good spot to actually qualify for the World Cup. So Mexico, United States, tonight, 10 o'clock, 8 o'clock local start at Azteca. I think over 7,000 feet up is their stadium. Hard to breathe there, hard to win there. We've never had a win at Azteca in a qualifying matchup. Let's get it done, boys. Oh. I'm hyped for that. Oh, man, I can tell. What time is that? It's a 10 o'clock start. Oh, my God. Bless America. What is this, Florida State basketball? Good yeah, Lord. basically. ACC basically. Network Extra? Yeah. Good now, night. Now, with I... soccer, we do know, we don't know exactly when the final whistle is going to blow because extra minutes, extra time is always a little fraudulent, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But there's there's no overtime. So unlike Florida State basketball or anything like that that has a late start, we do know it will come to an end somewhere before midnight. Gotcha. But I'm excited. I can tell. I know, I know you'll be watching I too, so you'll be able to provide content with me next week whenever we talk about it. But this is the last window for World Cup qualifying. The United States are actually tied for second with Mexico. We are second, they're third just off a of goal differential. Mm-hmm. Top three make it. If you're in fourth place in CONCACAF, you will face most likely New Zealand, I believe, in a basically a play-in tournament for the World Cup. So even if 
You, you play. You know way too much about that. Oh, I am invested in it. So we got Panama. You and, are Charles and Costa Rica, I believe, as our last two matchups. So really, they said this window we need four points in one way or another, which would be a victory and a tie, at the bare minimum. And then you. we are sitting pretty from there. Canada actually is in the lead, which just bothers me. Man, Canada shouldn't be beating us in anything. But here we are chasing Canada in in front of Mexico. But Azteca tonight, <laughs> ten o'clock. You, you, ten o'clock. Watch it. You will be come property of the United States of America. Let's hope. All right, buddy. Well, ten four. Other well, that's that, all that's I've got all, for the day. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 spent. The week has has beaten me down, TJ. Got it's the, beaten me got down the funk, too. Man, got the funk, little you know, stuffy. I come home every day and I just unload boxes. I move things around and then I realize I don't like where I move things, so I move them again. Let's see. I got some sod down. Because well, you've got the rain to go from, yes, with the sod, yes, so good got, for you. got the rain because it kept washing my dirt out. Gonna That's right. To, so shout out to Sodmore. Y'all guys did great. Calling you again to get some more pallets out there sometime soon. So let's just keep it going, baby. Being a homeowner is kind of exhausting. Huh? It is. It is, man. Hey, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. It just never stops. It's never ending. Never. Not never, but you know what? We're not here for that. This but is something a, does this have to, the Sons of Homeowners podcast. Something does have to end, and right now it's going to be this podcast. Yes. So we'll catch note. you guys again next <laughs> week, and until then, go, go dogs. dogs.